pursuit of happiness. Hi, I'm Mike. And welcome back to my podcast. I, I apologize. I know the last podcast was I'm back and clearly I was not back. <laughs> clearly I did one episode and then disappeared again. I apologize for that. Understand that uh, that uh, <laughs> I was fighting through some things. I was in the deep down, dark, deep down, uh, clawing my way out. But I'm feeling better. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Uh, right now, so uh, so uh, hopefully we'll see some new episodes coming out. Hopefully we'll see. I'm also uh, videoing this this episode for shits and giggles, and we'll see if I can. Uh, maybe I'll post it on on YouTube too. So maybe if you want to see my ugly ass face instead of just listening to my voice, you can do that as well. Who knows? I'll see if that ever comes to fruition. We'll see how this recording comes out. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so again, I apologize. I know I said I was back, but, uh, I'm not back. I wasn't back, but hopefully I will be now. Uh, like I said, I was in kind of a, a bad spot. I was clawing my way out. I was getting better though. Uh, when I recorded that, but, um, yeah, the past couple of weeks uh, have been really good. Uh, actually, um, I've been feeling really good. I almost recorded something last weekend, but <laughs> when I got distracted, <laughs> I was all ready to record, and then I got distracted and did something else instead. Uh, I start cleaning, actually, um, because I'm realizing that my physical state, my physical uh, location is a representation of my mental location, basically, as well. And uh, my house was kind of a, kind of a wreck because uh, of where I've been for, for a while now and the slow decline down into it. So, uh, so I'm starting to do some cleaning, some organizing, as you can see, uh, no, you might not be able to see if you're listening to me, but, uh, and again, I don't even know if this video is ever going to make it to YouTube. I got some clutter behind me, uh, here, just even in my office. Uh, usually the shot, the camera's on the right side, uh, of what you guys are seeing. If you're on YouTube and this is up there, usually the camera's on the right side of me, which, uh, goes that way. And, um, and it's much cleaner over there. This this is the background stuff that t people typically don't see. So, so again, I'm working. It's a slow process. <laughs> but uh, last week, I, I dove into uh, deep cleaning the kitchen and the living room, uh, which is where I spend a lot of my time. This is the third place I spend uh, the majority of my time. And then the bedroom's the fourth place I spend. The, oh, that's just sad, isn't it? So I start working on my bedroom, too, uh, as far as uh, cleaning goes. I want to remodel my bedroom. I redid the girls, my, my kids' rooms uh, a while ago, and uh, I have plans for mine, um, so I want to maybe get that up and running and start that uh, project too, but I got to clean it before I do that because I'm going to rip up the floors and repaint everything and do all sorts of funness in there So uh, to make it a little bit more uh, comfortable and happy place for me to hang out, so we'll see, but, um, but yeah, I've been doing good. I've been doing good. I'm actually a felon. Uh, I like to just let everybody know that that I am a felon. Uh, I have procured and have been able to uh, to start microdosing psilocybin. Uh, so I do every other day uh, psilocybin about a, a point one six five milligrams of uh, psilocybin every other day. It's a microdose, so it's sub perceptual. So there's no like visuals or any of that kind of stuff. Basically, what it does is uh, creates uh, neuroplasticity. It allows me to um, basically create new pathways in my brain uh to connect things and stuff like that and i think it's been been good i don't know if it's just a um 
uh, was a placebo <laughs> effect because, you know, ultimately, uh, I don't even know if I'm really taking psilocybin. So I have some, uh, I, I, I possibly, I'm looking at growing uh, my own mushrooms, but uh, but I got some some caps from uh, from somebody uh, that I don't know very well. So, <laughs> so yeah, don't take things from strangers and put them in your body, but uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> rolled the dice on that fucker. Um but uh, but I think I'm okay. Uh, like I said, uh, I was uh, I haven't I haven't had any visuals or anything like that. I, I feel again. I don't know if it's just a, a like I said a placebo effect or not. Uh, these pills could could be these capsules could be filled with dirt for all I know. I don't know. Uh, but it's uh, there's psilocybin. There's some cordyceps. There's some other mushroom stuff in there as well. Um, lion's mane, cordyceps. I'm trying to think of. It. I think there's one other one too. Uh, on top of the psilocybin, so it's 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 well put together. The guy that I got it from is very was seemed very knowledgeable, so I don't feel like he's scamming me with it. But um, but like I said, you're not taking these to like see visuals and shit like that. You're not hallucinating. That's not the the point of uh, microdosing at all. Um, it's to get the benefits, but without having that side uh, of it. So uh, the funniest thing is since I've been doing it, and I've been I've been taking it for about a month now. Again, every other day, basically. Um, taking it for about a month now. And uh, I've actually had this strong urge to want to, like, take a couple of them and see <laughs> see if I can have some visuals. I don't know. Like, I've never really <laughs> had the drive to want that before. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, let's try it and see what the hell happens. But uh, I don't know if I will or not. Uh, I'd probably like to do that with somebody that's experienced with that. <laughs> so not just by myself in my house. That would be kind of weird. So, uh, but things have been going good. You know, I, I really wanted to talk a little bit about. I think the uh, the main topic of this um, this who's you what's her today is going to be uh, uh, Mike and relationships. I want to talk a little bit about relationships and and some things that I've kind of realized about me and relationships and. Uh, we'll dive into that topic a little bit. Maybe we'll see. Uh, most likely that's, that's the whole reason why I put this on was kind of talk about that. So, um, so yeah, so, but I just wanted to kind of let you know what was going on as far as, uh, taking the microdose stuff. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good so far. We'll see, see how it goes. So, and like I said, I've been doing about a month now. Uh, and like I said, looked into growing my own mushrooms and making my own caps and stuff just because I'm a DIY dude like that. Uh, I also ordered um, a, a cool 16 foot bell tent, a canvas bell tent for my backyard uh, to build like a really cool, like chill space out there. So maybe do the podcast from out there eventually. Uh, it's on its way. Uh, I got to build a platform for it, like a deck outside for it and everything. Uh, but I want to make a cool environment out there. I'm going to run electricity to it and stuff like that and have some speakers. So you have some music and internet and all that kind of good stuff out there, but filled with like, you know, Mexican rugs and or Mexican blanket rugs and uh, bean bags and cool shit like that to hang out there. Uh, a little wood stove. It has like a stove jack in it, so I could put like a wood stove, wood burning stove in there for like the winter, so I could use it all year round. And it also has it has two stove jacks. It has one in the the roof and one on the side. So even in the summer, <laughs> I was thinking I can get a portable air conditioner and I can vent it out the side hole. Uh, even during the summer here, uh, where I'm located, which is in a state where uh, where um, uh, I'm going to just say that I'm in a state that uh, <laughs> that has decriminalized psychedelics. How about that? Don't come after me, feds. <laughs> so, uh, which is not true, but uh, um, but it gets hot where I am <laughs> in the summer. So, 
So I was thinking I could put uh put like a portable AC unit in there even and like have it nice and cool with the you know uh in there during the summer, the heat of summer. So really make it a, a four season kind of chill place uh, to hang out and stuff. I thought it would be cool. Um just a just a new place to get out, you know. We're we're still dealing with the with the joys of uh, the COVID-19 here. So um so movement has been quasi limited, you know. I, we've been going on a little bit more than than we have in the past. The weather's been um, up until this week, it was a lot of rain <laughs> recently, <laughs> but this week's been really nice. Uh, last weekend I went out, it was nice. I, I got to go to a park and, uh, did some photography with, with, uh, with somebody. Um, and I enjoyed that. We wandered around the woods and took pictures of stuff. Um, <laughs> there's a, a river and an old mill was there too. So like the mill, uh, the waterway for the, the mill and stuff, uh, a lot of that original, uh, stonework was still there and stuff like that. So cool stuff. I enjoyed that. Had a good, uh, had a good time there. So, uh, but yeah, let's dive in, I guess. Let's talk about Mike and relationships. Uh, I, first of all, <laughs> I don't consider myself a, uh, to have codependency issues, uh, at all. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself, uh, to have codependency issues that I think the hat, one of the happiest years of my life most recently, uh, was a year where I was not in a relationship. I, I, um, was focusing on myself and improving myself, uh, which I've gone, let basically go to hell for the past two years, which really sucks because I'm starting over as far as that goes, as far as my physical health goes, um, which helped my mental health with the whole reason. One of the things why I started this was, uh, was kind of a leap pad off of that. So, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, that year was great. Like it, for, for as far as my, my mental health goes, my physical health, I spent a lot of time focusing on myself and then uh I got into a relationship after that and in that relationship over the course of the past two years uh <laughs> my happiness meter went down it seems <laughs> and I stopped caring and uh, uh I yeah my physical health went downhill went back to the state I was before and uh, what I'm realizing is um you know I I basically feed and reflect off of my partner's relationship or my partner's energy in a relationship. Right. So, um, so I try to bring, you know, positive, I'm a very optimistic person, even though I suffer with, suffer with depression and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm a very optimistic person in, in the grand scheme of things. I feel I'm a very positive person. I try to find the good in, in, in almost everything. Um, so I try to bring that to a relationship and, and let's talk about, you know, my definition of, of, of a relationship with somebody is, is, um, I want to have an equal. I want to have somebody, you know, that, that I stand side by side with. Um, I don't want to have to carry somebody. I was in relationships in the past where, you know, we weren't side by side. There was somebody on my shoulders the whole time and I carried, uh, them the whole throughout the whole relationship and everything. And eventually, you know, your legs get tired and, I don't ever want to do that again. Uh, that was a very long relationship, <laughs> ultimately, of uh, of carrying the whole damn thing, basically. <laughs> and I realized I never want that ever again. Uh, but I want to have, you know, I, I want to be side by side with somebody. You know, I, I don't mind supporting somebody. Like, you know, that that's great to be able to support each other. But I don't ever want to have to carry you. I'll throw your your you know your arm over my shoulder and and support you that way. Um, as far as helping and stuff like that. But again, the, the soul, you want to, I'm not going to let anybody climb on my shoulders and, and, uh, have to carry them because it seems once they're up there, it's sometimes hard to get them off. So, <laughs> so I want to be side by side. You know, I, I, 
I enjoy being with somebody. Like, I like being in a relationship. I'm, I'm absolutely a fan of being in a good relationship um, where there's partnership, where there's there's excitement for each other and so forth and so on. I, I generally like that. And I've been in quite a few relationships since my, my uh, divorce and, um, you know, I've been hurt and stuff like that. And, and uh, ultimately, <laughs> I could, it's so hard to, like, I want to. There's days where it's like, I just want to close my shit off and just be a fuckboy and not care. A 40-year-old fuckboy, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> And just not care about things. Uh, but I have a very hard time doing that. And it, 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 like, I don't know. As much as I want to be hardened to everything, I, I'm a very open person um, when it comes to, to relationships and, and being in them. And uh, I enjoy being in a relationship. I enjoy, you know, I <laughs> I don't have many rules in a relationship. I have one rule, and, and it's uh, just a monogamy. I Like, I, I, I equate emotional relationship with physical relationship as well. So like, just, you know, just I, like I'm a monogamous person. I'm not a, a poly. If you are, that's great. If you separate that, that's great. Like, I don't want, like, I'm not talking down on that whatsoever, but, uh, my brain function just ain't there. Um, so monogamy is the only, you know, like my one big hang up, I guess, in a relationship, which I feel like shouldn't be a big hang up in a relationship, but whatever, uh, past relationship it was <laughs> recently. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's like the thing, you know, like I want you to be happy in a relationship. I want to be excited what, about what you get excited about. I, hopefully you'd be excited about what I get excited about, so forth and so on. Like it's a true partnership side by side is, is how I want it. Uh, but like I said, I, I realize that I absorb and reflect my partner's energy uh, to a point where it can be detrimental to myself. Like I said, I, I was in having like coming off the best year uh, as far as mental and physical health and everything got involved in a relationship that I thought was going to be uh, really, really good and everything else. And uh, the energy in that relationship is uh, from my, my partner <laughs> was, uh, was geared around a lot of naps and, uh, and a lot of drinking of wine. So, <laughs> so I kind of settled into that and reflected that, you know, unfortunately. And, uh, and that brings me to where I am today with, the, with the struggles. Um, Again, I stopped doing the physical things that that were helping the, my mental, uh, my mental health. I uh, I I started eating horrible again. Started you know excess and and uh, like I said, uh, lots and lots of wine drinking. Oh my god, I haven't been drinking at all. I haven't had a hangover in quite a long time, and it's been fabulous. Um, so I'm pretty much sober. I have fallen off. I don't know, fallen off the wagon. Yeah. I've, I've had some social drinks, uh, every now and then, which in COVID times means not very often because it's, we're not social very often. Uh, I did go out <laughs> with somebody recently, uh, and, uh, and we had a couple of drinks before we had dinner and, and that was really good. Um, and then we hung out, uh, but I never like got hammered. I didn't get drunk. Uh, usually, uh, I, I have a problem. Alcohol and I, we're really good friends. <laughs> and, uh, and I usually drink very, very quickly. Um, and I usually don't stop. I just keep, keep going typically, um, until it's time to pass out. <laughs> so this was a really an incredible social situation. Like I, you know, had one drink, two drinks, something like that, uh, over long course of time. Again, we, we had some dinner. 
then we we went and hung out and again had continued to have some drinks but they were low alcohol drinks it wasn't like we were Started off with with whiskey drinks um, (laughs) because I like whiskey (laughs) and uh, the person I was with like whiskey. So uh, so we're like, yeah, we're gonna have some whiskey drinks. Uh, It's a Chumbawamba song in there somewhere. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we had some whiskey drinks and we mold. We we, like we had a drink at one place. Then we walked to another place, had another drink, at another place. Then we went and had dinner and had a drink with dinner. And then, like I said, we went and hung out together um, and uh, and had a couple more drinks that were low alcohol. Uh, in the grand scheme of things. And again, it was paced over hours upon hours upon hours. Uh, I haven't had a drink since then. Um, and that was the first time I've, I've drank in quite a long time, maybe eight months or so uh, prior to that. So, um, so it's not like I was like, Oh, well, I can, I can be a social drinker and just drink like I used to, but I, I don't think I'm going to limit myself. Maybe if I'm in a social situation, I maybe have the uh, maturity at this point <laughs> to be able to, <laughs> To enjoy an adult bevy every now and then. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if I need to be super strict about it. Uh, but again, in that relationship that I was in, there was there was a lot of wine involved. A lot of lot of excess drinking on a regular basis um, on weeknights and everything. So <laughs> so that had to stop. That definitely had to stop for me. Uh, but like I said, I you know I I'm a mirror. I feel like I'm a mirror in in some relationships where. Again, whatever I try to bring my energy to to a relationship, obviously, um, but I'm not. I, I guess I'm not dominant when it comes to my energy flow. I'm adaptable when it comes to that, uh, and I let other people's energy affect me. And like I said, I absorb and kind of reflect it. So you know, uh, which is good or a bad thing, I'm not sure. Uh, and and uh, I, I the good thing I think is that I notice this now. Uh, that I notice that this is. Uh, a habit of mine. So, um, going forward, uh, there's a opportunity there for me to, uh, to make sure that, that I recognize that and maybe change the course of that, uh, in future relationships, not be that mirror, not be that absorb and, and amplify. Um, and also realizing if there's an energy flow that I don't enjoy, I need to get the fuck out of that relationship too. So, uh, the other thing is, uh, moving past people, you know, like, again, I, I, I find myself uh, very open. I, I think I, I, uh, I love hard, <laughs> I guess you can say. Um, so moving past somebody, uh, that you're in a relationship with is, uh, is always been a struggle for me. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that bring up and, and I feel fault in relationships quite often too, that I could have done something better when no, I, I did everything good you know I did everything you know obviously there's there's I'm not saying I'm perfect there's obviously flaws every now and then but uh in the grand scheme of things um I was not the problem <laughs> in some relationships <laughs> it was the partner I was with uh that kind of or a joint situation where we both deteriorated uh the relationship you know that sort of thing so um but I don't need to take blame for a lot of uh, things that I've taken blame for in the past that really are not my my issue or my fault whatsoever. Um, and again, I think realizing that's a good thing for me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes going forward. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I, my biggest thing is I think I struggle with wanting to shield myself, um, wanting to not experience uh pain through heartache i guess with relationships but also i love 
being open and, and being open to relationships and to receiving and giving love and that sort of thing. So, so there's my struggle, I guess, in life is, is do I, can I find a medium ground with that? Should I, should I find a medium ground with that? Or should I still leave myself wide open, enjoy that side of it, and then just become better with letting shit go and moving past things? Hmm. I think that's a general principle that is better in my entire life, right? Is learning how to move past something and, uh, and let shit go. Um, that's, I think that's an overall, I think that's a better situation than me trying to be more defensive upfront and be hardened upfront when it comes to things. And I think, like I said, as a life principle overall, I think that's better. I think so. Not a hundred percent, but I think so. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I think um, my mind state has has changed because of the microdosing. I I don't feel like um, I don't feel necessarily like I need to be trapped in old thoughts anymore. If that makes sense, um, I've adopted much more of a well, we'll see how it goes type of thing. You know, I'm an adaptable person as it is. Like I'm an easygoing type of person. I always feel like uh, with a lot of things anyway. But I feel that that you know, especially since I've been microdosing, um, it's been you know, I, I I've had a, fl a freer flow as far as my mind state has gone. If that makes sense, um, it's hard to explain. But like, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I had a good time with this. I enjoyed that. But, you know, if things don't work out, they don't work out. We'll figure something else out. It's not a big deal. Where, again, it's more of a conscious state. It's more of a, a, a now instead of a dwelling in the past or worrying about the future situation. I'm not, <laughs> I don't consider myself a, a future worrier anyway <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't feel that, that I'm a, a future worrier at all. I'm a, <laughs> we'll see what happens today <laughs> type of person, which is a good or a bad thing, I guess. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that either, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think this month, especially it's been, um, it's been less, uh, less worrisome for me too, because I think there was always still, you know, in the back of my head, there was always like trying to figure out the next move and the next this and that. And instead of just, well, when it comes, it comes. And when it happens, it happens situation. So, um, so I think that's been good. You know, I, today was a microdose day. I took a microdose today. Uh, just so you know, like I'm not, you know, I don't know. I took it what an hour ago, something like that. So if I was, you know, if it was a, perceptual thing uh i would probably be seeing some because it's an hour so um but like i said it's it's great like the microdosing has been really good for me it's not like i don't struggle it's not like it's a magic pill um like with anything i think there's a lot of um a lot of people that, that want a magic pill right it, it, putting work in the shit sucks no question about it <laughs> that's why that's why that's why a large portion of americans are, are overweight like myself because <laughs> putting work in things suck i had a year of bliss about putting work into things it was great i loved it had a, you know it was wonderful i lost almost 100 pounds i've gained most of that back at this point over the past two years because of 
of uh, of not putting the work in and ad- again adopting this uh, this this energy flow of naps are great. We should take more naps and drink a lot more and eat a lot and not do anything. <laughs> so there was a lot of excess, <laughs> a lot of excess uh, from the energy that that I was getting and given. So. Um, which is, you know, it is what it is. I, uh, I think going forward, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to start getting into a, uh, into a better flow of things. I'm starting to, uh, to, to walk again every morning, which is great. I haven't done that in a while. I actually went out and so it's like friggin', uh, uh, what was it like? Uh, uh, five degrees outside, <laughs> twenty degrees outside. And I went out for a walk, and it was like, holy shit, it's cold. But I did it. You know, I, I was out there. I did it, and uh, and uh, it was good. It was good. And one of the things that I've I've noticed, and this is something that I I, I posted on my Instagram, is um, when I'm out walking, and I, this is I don't know if I, you can uh, leverage this in in your life or not, but I noticed that when I'm out walking in the morning. I walk on a path in a park. It's paved, right? So looking down is not necessarily something that has to happen. It's not like I'm in the uh, a wooded trail where there's roots or or, or uh, rocks or anything like that that I, I have to be a little bit more sure-footed about, right? It's a, it's a fucking paved path, right? So it's not you just – unless I'm tripping over myself, <laughs> I can see obstacles coming from a distance, right? But I've noticed that. I have a tendency sometimes to walk where it's just head down, just trugging along. And that's when it's very, very easy for negative thoughts and, and past, uh, 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 feelings and, uh, you know, past thoughts come, come in, flood into me easily. Um, when I'm doing that, when I'm focused straight down, um, just on the, the tiny little path in front of me. And when I pick my head up and look around and look at the trees and look at the sky and look at the field and look at other people and smile at other people that walk past me, <laughs> whether they can see me or not with a mask on, it doesn't matter. I still smile. I smile with my eyes <laughs> anyway. Um, you can't see my smile because I have a big beard and mustache. So you can't really necessarily you see it in my eyes. My eyes get all get all squinty because uh, I'm smiling. Um, but uh, I find when, I, when my head is up and I'm looking around it's very, very easy to dispel those negative thoughts and a lot more positive thoughts come in, you know, appreciation of things around you. And even when it was 20 degrees outside and I was bundled up or when it was, it's raining, you know, I, I throw on a, a raincoat and, uh, and I walk in the rain too. So, um, I, you know, even in those situations where the weather is not brilliant outside, uh, it's still when I put my head up and kind of look around, it is so much better for my mental state. It is, again, just easily floods um, much more positive thoughts on my camera just turned off. So if <laughs> So this probably will not be on YouTube then because <laughs> my camera battery just died <laughs> because I'm not a great prepper sometimes. And I swear I charge that, but I guess not. Oh, well, it is what it is. So, but that's all right. You shouldn't see the mess behind me anyhow. <laughs> but again, heads up um, ultimately <laughs> has allowed me to create much more positivity in my morning walk instead of that head down trudging along situation. Um, where just negativity can flow in because you're so focused on, on this little tiny gray path in front of me where I find that that's the lowest point. So having a taking a conscious effort to pick my head up and make sure that 
I am not staring straight down is been part of my morning walks. Um, like that conscious effort has been definitely something that I've incorporated into my morning walk, making sure that, you know, I'm not, I don't have a great posture or any of that kind of shit. So I'm not like out there, like the fucking model of, of uh, posture or whatever, but just keeping my head up and looking around and posed to down. Uh, it's been a conscious decision and I'm hoping that eventually doing it enough, it doesn't have to be a conscious decision. That's just the natural state of things. Cause it seems like head down focused on the, the two inches in front of me is my natural state. The fact that I've had to tell myself, I don't know if it's just a cautionary thing, <laughs> which is stupid because when I ride my motorcycle, I'm never looking at just the road in front of me. I'm always looking ahead um, because that's where death happens is ahead. It doesn't happen right in front of you, right? It happens because you didn't pay attention to something that was, that was ahead of you. So, which is odd because I don't know if it's, you know, I, there's a higher risk involved in riding motorcycles. So my brain automatically defaults to, uh, to higher risk mode, which is looking ahead more where it's like, you know how to walk you fucking idiot. So just focus straight down. Even though it seems like um, there's more immediate, like my brain, when I walk, I guess my brain thinks there's more immediate danger straight down in front of me than there is ahead of me. I don't know. I don't know what primitive bullshit's going on in my fucking lump of uh, gray matter that's housed in my skull up there. Who knows, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm looking into it too much. That's a possibility too. I'm analyzing this way too much. It's just, hey, you're walking which is like a physical uh, act of balancing act of just not falling over. So maybe my brain focuses down more because of that, where when I'm on a motorcycle, the machine does most of it. Like I don't fucking balance it. It's gyroscopic forces, you know, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> there's science involved with that shit. <laughs> it keeps you moving, keeps you upright. So, so I don't feel like, it's an issue of me falling over. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. It would be interesting to maybe dive into that with somebody that's a lot fucking smarter than I am <laughs> instead of my stupid musings on, uh, on a, uh, uh, what's today? Sunday on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so, Oh, the other thing, uh, let's talk about, uh, because of microdosing, they, they tell you, you shouldn't like, uh, have stimulants while you're micro on your microdose days. Um, so I'm like a coffee fanatic. Like I drink a pot. Like I, I, I used to have a Keurig and I got rid of it because it was a hassle to make so many coffees, uh, uh, to make so much coffee throughout the day individually per cup. So I went and bought just an old school Mr. Coffee, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, a whatever 12 cup uh, pot craft thing. And I drink it like a, I was drinking a pot, a full pot of coffee every single day. So when I started microdosing, I was like, I can't do that anymore. And they tell you not to. I don't know why. I haven't done the research on it. But they're like uh, the suggestions on some fucking subreddit because, you know, medical. <laughs> because shit's been outlawed for so fucking long. We don't have any actual medical research on it because, uh, you know, rich white people got scared of uh, of what it might mean to their status in the world. That's why shit becomes illegal like drugs. But whatever, we'll talk about that in another state. <laughs> we can rage about that sometime, some other time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, some 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 people on the subreddit <laughs> have informed me <laughs> that you should not take stimulants while you're microdosing. Amazing! So I took that took that information, and uh, I decided I'm not going to drink coffee on days that I microdose. So I'm I'm every other day with the psilocybin. 
some microdosing protocols are like you're on one, off two, on one, off two. Uh, that's like the Fetterman um, uh, protocol or whatever. But I, that's more, I think, geared around LSD opposed to psilocybin. So, so a lot of things that I've been seeing with psilocybin is is day on, day off, stuff like that. And and they you, they tell you to do that just for tolerance issues, so your body doesn't build tolerance of it, and you need bigger and bigger doses uh, to maintain the same neurogenesis and that sort of thing. So again, not necessarily super scientific here because again, rich old white people, uh, I'm sorry, let me refrain that rich old white men <laughs> have decided that, uh, that this substance should be illegal for no reason whatsoever, except for they didn't understand it and it scared them. So of course that's, that's when you're the controlling class, that's what you do. You make shit illegal. Because you don't understand it and it scares you. <laughs> so we haven't had, like, again, a plethora of scientific data. It's all user data. Uh, and that's Dr. Fetterman's been, I don't know if he's doctor or not, Mr. Fetterman, <laughs> James Fetterman. He, uh, he's taken a lot of uh, anecdotal information throughout the years of people microdosing and, and has collected that data. So, and kind of has written like the definitive books on it and everything else. But again, scientifically, it's all anecdotal. So there's no real scientific. That. Now, now, hopefully things are loosening up a little bit. We have the ability, I see some areas dec decriminalizing psychedelics where we're opening our minds to the fact that certain things are not as dangerous and bad as the ruling class have told us they are like, you know, marijuana and certain psychedelics and stuff like that, or all psychedelics, I guess. Um, but whatever. So hopefully the future is bright as far as real scientific data of this goes. But, but like I said, I took the advice of some dudes on subreddit <laughs> about microdosing, about not taking stimulants during microdose days. So that means that I haven't been drinking coffee. So every other day I don't drink any coffee at all. Uh, and the days that I am, not microdosing, I've actually started making only half a pot of coffee. Now, I have an old Keurig somewhere, and when I use a Keurig, I always use the little refillable basket because don't use those fucking pods. They're just landfill fodder. It's unbelievable. You guys, like, there's people out there It's like, I don't use the straw because I don't save the turtles, but I'm going to make five cups of coffee in my Keurig and just throw those little fucking K-cups in the trash because fuck it, I don't care. Because um, <laughs> I don't see that. Nobody told me about the turtles and K-cups. But I like turtles. Um, I like turtles. So they're just they're just landfill fodder. It's horrible. But um, so I always use a little refillable basket. Plus, it gives me control over what is in there. It's not some fucking mystery cup with a foil seal over it that you don't really know what's in there. It's like half dirt and half low quality coffee with somebody's brand logo on it, with chemicals and flavoring or whatever. Who knows? I just want some nice coffee. Um, so I only been making half of it. <laughs> Let me get off that little soapbox there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I just realized that was a little silly soapbox I was on. But uh uh but yeah, I've only been making half a pot. So instead of drinking a whole pot of coffee on days that I'm not microdosing, I'm only drinking half a pot of coffee. And I am definitely more tired. Definitely, because again, I've been sustaining my body with caffeine basically as a supplement. Uh, for energy and it's the same thing uh i used to to be a smoker i used to um i used to use uh um, chewing tobacco dip and stuff like that and everything for nicotine i was a big fan of nicotine uh start vaping 
got off his cigarettes and everything. Um, big fan of nicotine at one point in time. And again, you, you, when you come off of nicotine, nicotine's a massive stimulant, right? So people that, that uh, uh, heck, my, my ex-wife uh, realized this, uh, that, you know, they stopped smoking and stopped having nicotine in their system or whatever, and, you know, your metabolism slows down and you know, there's some weight gain issues possibly and everything else because uh, it's a stimulant, you know? So, uh, so and if you're not replacing that with something else like an exercise or something like that, your, your body was relying on a chemical uh, inducing uh, properties of nicotine to, to trigger things that you may have to trigger naturally now through maybe an exercise uh, routine or something along those lines to get your body to produce those things naturally instead of, again, having some kind of a chemical signal uh, to them. And again, uh, at the end of the day, it's what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> it's the same thing I'm doing with, uh, with uh, psilocybin here. It's just, you know, using a, a natural chemical reaction to trigger things, <laughs> serotonin production and neuro, neurogenesis or whatever. But I don't know if there's a natural way to necessarily, because our brains, the way that it's explained to me, and this is, this is science and science, bitch. Um, the way it's been explained to me is like our brains are very much like, like electricity and, and water, where it's going to take the path of least resistance, right? So we carve out kind of these neural pathways. So we might have starting different starting points in our brain and different ending points in our brain, but there's like super highways that have been created to connect all of these, right? So there's on-ramps and off-ramps, but there's like main super highways because it's the path of least resistance that we've carved throughout our lives into our brains and that's when the development starts as a child and everything else so with neurogenesis and neuroplasticity which is what you are hoping to achieve with uh, a lot of these psychedelic uh, substances like psilocybin or, or lsd or even peyote uh, what it allows you to do is kind of break that super highway model and go back to an old school uh uh, uh you know back roads type of, of, of business model for your brain, right? <laughs> Carving new paths, right? Uh, is a great line in Cars. The original Cars movie, I feel, is one of the most important movies ever made. <laughs> uh, all they remain, all the, the other Cars movies were absolute shit and money grabs. But the first one, the message in the first one about small town America <laughs> and the destruction of small town America is a very near and dear thing to my heart. I love that movie. It is one of the most endearing movies. I'm a car guy in general, but um, so there's that side of it, I think. But it's weird anamorphic cars are <laughs> enjoyable. But um, but the message of, again, small-town America and and the one line, I think it's Hudson, Doc Hudson, or, or uh, yeah, maybe, the, the sheriff. Um uh, I think it's a him that says it. I don't remember who it says it. I'm trying to think, but um, before this, they put the highway in and kind of cut off that whole um, that whole town, Radiator Springs. You know, they used to have a lot of traffic from people driving around and stuff. People used to go on the road to have a good time, not to make good time, right? So that's kind of like I. That's always stuck with me. That's saying, um, you know, has always like ever since seeing that movie. It, it, it hit me hard, you know, it's a, that's true. Like road trips are a thing, right? It's, it's all about, you know, I'm a fucking time demon when I'm on, when I have a place to be and I'm on the road, 
can ask my ask anybody who's been in the car with me. You know, there's no brakes unless you need gas. <laughs> unless I need gas, you better hold your shit. <laughs> we don't need. To. We're trying to. The GPS is the worst thing in the world. GPS tells me I'm going to be there at a certain time. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's an estimate, you fucker. I'm going to beat that time. <laughs> it's a challenge level, right? But <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, but we used to take road trips, you know, um, to have a good time. Hell, shit. I, when I was in high school, I had a, I have a friend. I we should I should reconnect with this friend because they're wonderful people. Um, she's married now and kids and everything else, and she's seen some shit in her life. Uh, but back in New Jersey, Amanda, she had this, this blue uh, Monte Carlo. <laughs> And uh, we used to just fill that fucker up <laughs> and then just uh, just go for drives and go for rides with a bunch of people and everything. And it was great. Listening to music, singing, doing stupid shit and everything else. Uh, I still am a lunatic in my car with my kids when certain songs come on and stuff. And my kids make fun of me. And Sammy, uh, <laughs> Sammy, like taking videos of me and sending sending them to her girlfriend <laughs> about look at my dad, my insane dad vibing in the car. But uh, but yeah, yeah, we used to we used to hit the road to have a good time, not make good time. And it's the same thing in our brains, right? This is deconstructing that that super highway mentality. It's allowing us to find d- different neuro pathways and get from point A to B, but not always going through that same. So I, I guess going from point A to point C, but not necessarily going through B to get to C, right? Sometimes we go A to G to C or something like that. So it allows your brain to make new connections, which is one of the big reasons why you see uh, psychedelics being used very, very successfully with um, with uh, addicts, with, uh, with, with people that have addiction, substance addiction, that sort of thing, because it allows us to break some cycles, right? It allows us to create new roads and new paths in our brain so we don't keep going down that that and it's the same thing i think with with uh, why it's it's successful with depression or, or pstd uh, victims and stuff like that or, or P- pstd not victims but sufferers um because it allows us to create these new neural pathways so we're not on that same damn highway seeing you know road signs think of it that way right think of it this so if we're on the same highway right Our, even though we have, we have different on ramps and off ramps if we wind up on that same uh highway right things in our past are like billboards that we're passing right i know there's a damn billboard down on on up 75 um in whatever state i'm in that that uh psychedelics are legal in by the way not in a state where they're completely illegal uh but um so so route whatever We'll just choose a number. We'll say 75. <laughs> if you go north on 75 in uh, Cartersville or so, uh, or or some other made-up town or city, there is a hospital sign that shows you how long the wait in the ER is. <laughs> I love that fucking sign. I think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, you can see that and be like, oh, shit, I should probably go to the hospital. It's only like a three-minute wait. That's cool. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody spent money on that. It's great. And I've noticed that I think it's it's one specific healthcare provider that owns a bunch of hospitals that has done this throughout the state, right? So um, 
So that's like a memory, right? That billboard's like a memory, right? Every time I drive there, you always see it, that sort of thing. And yes, sometimes, you know, billboards change. Uh, it's not a very frequent basis, though, right? Think about next time you, next time, I know, so maybe some of us haven't been driving a lot recently. Um, but think about when you're on a, a highway, right? The billboards don't necessarily change that. Oh, you, hell, you go from Georgia down to Florida, you know, you hit Florida when you see billboards for strippers and, uh, and anti-abortion. So it's pro-life and strippers that, you know, you're in Florida as soon as you hit that, right? Those billboards have been there for decades at this point in time. Uh, yes, the, maybe the picture changes, but the damn, uh, the damn billboard's exactly the same, right? So the message is the same. So those are our memories. Those are things in the past, right? And if it was a traumatic experience, if it was something that, uh, that stuck with us, that has defined certain aspects of our lives, that billboard's going to be there forever. And you're going to drive past it every time you hit that highway. And again, this allows us with the psilocybin and LSD because of neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, it allows us to get the fuck off of those super highways and not see those damn road signs, those billboards constantly over and over. We get to take back roads. And again, we talk about me personally looking straight down when I walk and negativity flowing in and then having my head up and looking around and positively flowing in. Well, it's the same type of thing, right? It's you in your little brain car that's on the highway and it's the same shit that you're just, just negativity that you're flowing through because you're on the same damn blank, boring ass road that you're always on. And you're staring at the same fucking billboards that you're always on instead of getting off and taking a back road and driving through a cute little town and saying, Oh, that's, that's adorable. Look at that. Oh, look at that. That's a cool thing. I never seen that before. Shit like that. You're building new roads that are back roads and the back roads are where the fun shit is. Right. Again, and, we want to take our lives where uh, our brains are. We, we we use our brains to have a good time, not to make good time, right? Relating back to cars. Hopefully that ramble made sense. I think it did in my head. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was pretty well well put together. Off the cuff shit. Uh, I should script some of these. They'll probably be horrible. That's why I record things because things come out of my mouth and I don't remember them. Even at work. I have a I have a, a a boss that takes notes every time we have uh, meetings and it's been wonderful because I'll say shit and she writes it down and she's like wait could you repeat that I'm like no once it's out it's out I'm sorry <laughs> there's no storage short term storage <laughs> it's created and thrown into the universe so <laughs> so shit hopefully that that analogy sounds pretty good that makes sense I'm gonna go with that so again that's not scientific whatsoever scientific. <laughs> It has no basis in science whatsoever. Uh, I don't think we actually have little cars in our brain. And we don't have little back roads or whatever. But, again, I think the, the it makes sense. Based on what I've read, the actual scientific side of it, where, again, our brains have these, you know, they're just, it's our brains are just lumps of fucking electrical receptors with electricity just shooting through things and connecting things and making weird things happen and everything else. We have so, so little understanding of what that, mound of fat in our fucking skull actually does i think <laughs> in the grand scheme of things um but again from the science science uh what i've seen with neuroplasticity and neurogenesis is that's that's what it's all about is our, our brains because there is electrical circuits basically the way our brains are our function is is little synapses uh shocks of electricity basically Again, electricity and water finds the path of least resistance. So we create these these consistent paths. Again, different on-ramps and off-ramps, but the superhighways are there to get from point A to B. 
and uh, and with uh, with neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, you're allowed to get off that superhighway and take your time and find new paths and new roads, and maybe a wonderful new restaurant <laughs> that you never knew was there, and you can sit down and have a good uh, good uh, good meal on the back roads. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I think I'm done. I think I've spilled enough. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to me. I know I've, I've noticed that there's been some, some spikes, uh, in people listening, especially to the I'm back, uh, podcast. So I do apologize cause I didn't come back. I, I'm hopefully coming back now. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to promise you guys everything. I'm not going to promise you once a week. I'm going to try to do once a week, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I need to, to necessarily, promise you guys anything right this is yes is, yeah hopefully you're entertained by this hopefully you're enjoyed by the you, you have enjoyment here hopefully maybe i'm helping you fall asleep i've been told that that uh, that my voice is it's <laughs> helped people fall asleep that's wonderful i guess uh, <laughs> uh but uh but if, if, if you're enjoying you know like i said this is really the podcast is created really for me to get express things out of my head because i'm a very if if it stays in my head it just stays there. Uh, it creates a billboard, right? <laughs> uh, if I can get it out of my head, then uh, it allows me to talk through things better. So that's why. So, so again, as much as I, I love you guys and, and thank you for listening and, and following along on this journey and everything else, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do once a week, but I can't guarantee once a week. We'll see where it goes. I love you all. All right, get out there. Um, keep your head up. Look around. Keep positivity flowing into your brains. Get off the damn super highway. <laughs> Explore some back roads. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Have a great rest of your day.